welcome to episode two of The Slowdown. We are so thrilled to have you back here with us. And inside this episode, now that we are friends and familiar with each other, we wanted to really take you behind the scenes and give you a sneak peek into what it looks like for us growing our businesses while raising tiny humans. So we'll walk you through some of those really raw, messy moments and how we intentionally set up our weeks for slow, sustained success. Now, one of the things that we have both often heard very frequently in the online business space, in the personal development world, is this whole concept of waking up early, having strict morning routines, you know, be in flow or do the things. Like it's it's all this very... Um, pre-prescribed version of what it is that you quote unquote should do in order to create success. Something Sam and I have both really realized within ourselves is that neither of us are morning routine people, neither of us have strict practices that we follow. And so we thought it would be really fun to kind of talk you behind the scenes of what it is that we do instead. So Sam, do you want to come in and share a little bit about what your morning days weeks look like yes I did but and I I just wanted to add I feel like the reason I we wanted to share this episode in particular and why we don't necessarily believe that you need to have this perfect morning routine to have a successful business is because I have had so many chats with um, my community and my clients about how sometimes we can always have a bit of a shame reaction to not having the perfect morning routine or like think there's something wrong with us. And so we thought, no, we're going to be honest with you and share that we don't have perfect morning routines. I'll be honest, my morning routine's more of a shit show than a morning routine. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. And it is like, we are quite different in that too, right? Like Jess, you say that you're not a morning person. I am a morning person in some ways, but I've got two young children. So my mornings are not like the pretty perfect, beautiful morning routine that is maybe there in my daydreams and maybe it's going to come to me in 20 years time or something when I'm no longer raising children. Yeah. Um, I love love the idea of a beautiful morning routine, the execution part. Yeah. And also I think it's actually important to say like most women need more rest. Um, Like a lot of, especially a lot of mums in business or if you're caring for someone like a family member, Um, we have so much unpaid work and unseen work that we do. And if you're not getting enough sleep, getting up early isn't the solution to your problems. It's not going to actually like help your uh, business to be like a super tired, super burnt out human, is it? So um, yeah, I feel like I prioritize sleep over a morning routine. Like if, if I, especially if you've got a baby who's waking up a lot, it's okay to not have a morning routine, isn't it? Well, and not even a baby. Like I, Charlotte's seven and I think like before having her, I did used to be a morning person. I was that person that was up my, with Pablo working in breakfast radio, he was always gone at a ridiculous hour. So the mornings were completely my time to just do what I wanted. And it was so beautiful. Yeah. Um, And I think now like how wasted that was on me at that point in my life. <laughs> but um, since having Charlotte, like, she was one of those children that just did not sleep through the night until she was nearly like five. And so even though now she is sleeping through the night and I'm not kind of waking up and stuff, I still have this like, I don't know, like sleep deficit or like energy requirement that I'm like, I 
like you say, would much rather get those little bits of extra sleep in than wake up early for the sake of having maybe 30 minutes before she gets up anyway. Yeah, I can relate. Like, and so, so I'll talk you through a little bit of my morning and my week (laughs) in that like, yeah, so Frankie's 18 months now. She has started sleeping a bit better, but actually Emily is seven and she started sleeping in our room um, just the last month. She's kind of wanted to be in our room a bit more. Um, but yeah, our mornings are messy, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Frankie started walking. She's like turning into a real toddler that just says no to everything. And, um, Emily's like a really sensitive kid. And so I kind of had in my head that by seven, it would getting ready for school would be quite easy, but like, we've just got her some sensory socks because putting socks on in the morning was like, so stressful. She just, didn't like the feeling of the socks she didn't like the feeling of the seams so yeah we've got her some seam free socks which has been like a game changer if anyone has the same issue I uh, message me and I'll send you the link where I got them from but I guess that's just an example of how sometimes like the fantasy or the idea we have about what life's going to look like at certain stages isn't always the reality um and so I must confess mornings are quite fine mornings quite draining Mm-hmm. it's like this it's almost like there's this intense like hour of time when you just have to like be under a bit of time pressure to get the kids out like to get Frankie off to daycare to get Emily off to school and it's not like the slow relaxed morning that I long for uh, but that is part of the reason why I generally don't book any client calls until after 9 30 because mm-hmm. in in theory, like once I've got the girls off to school daycare, then I have like maybe an hour to just like decompress. And that might be when I go and make myself a chai and um, just sit and relax and do a little bit of belly breathing. And well, sometimes if I've had a really stressful morning, like I have to kind of dance it out to just get complete that stress cycle and get all the energy out. Um, but so if you're like me and you, you can't, do like a strict morning routine it is okay to like find little pockets of the day to do things for yourself instead that's what I do yeah Um, I think that that's something that's really important to highlight because I know that was a huge uh challenge for me because I had this whole time pressure thing of like right I've got Charlotte off to school I now have this window until I have school pickup to get all the things done and so you straight to your desk, you're like banging out the work, ticking the to-do lists. And actually the, the, the idea of going, oh, well, I'm just going to take an hour first up to like regulate myself, to like yeah. have this space to really nourish what, you know, have breakfast for heaven forbid, like all of those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, it was like, oh, I, I'm eating into my work time and that's going to like come at a cost. But actually what I've found and it took me a long time to get on board with this and actually implement it is it does make everything else so much easier because as you say, like you're regulated, you're rested, you're energized and you're not kind of feeling this rush and, and pressure. And so if someone is like listening to this and thinking, Oh, that's really nice that you've got this hour in your morning before you see clients, like it's such an intentional choice. And I can totally appreciate the resistance because I've been there too. And something you helped me actually, Sam, with was that I don't need to fill every pocket productively. 
Yeah. And and like a lot of my clients are in WA. So if I make it a call 9am, it can feel a little bit rushed anyway, if they're like dropping off at school at like quarter to nine. Um, and, but yeah, you're right. Like, I think there's something about actually a, a client shared a story where they were like, we were working on them going surfing in the middle of their business day. And they're like, oh, I can't take away from like my business time by going surfing for a break. But they actually realized like they had their best creative ideas when they were surfing. And I was like, so what if that isn't actually taking away from your business? What if it's adding to it? Mm -hmm. I think my clients always tell me that I've got like such a calming, grounding energy. And I think part of that is because I have that space. I give myself that space between mum life and actually getting into business life like I think I would find it really hard to just go straight from school drop off to like 10 minutes to quickly get at my desk and And it's like really debunking that whole concept that business happens at your desk like that is such an old corporate mentality of like bum on seat banging out the work and that's all that's productive but there's so much else like you say that can happen beyond that and I I've could definitely say like my best ideas come if I'm like at the beach or like doing something that's non you know related typically to what we would think work would look like and I think the transition time too I know Mm. for me is also like even more probably crucial at the other end of the day I find it really flustering if I'm going straight from like getting off a call then all of a sudden like walking downstairs and being in like mum mode and like Mm. what's for dinner what are we doing like all of that like that as well means that they don't get the very best version of me. And so the transition of both ends is really yeah. important. Yes. I often, if like, so the way I structure my week, cause I know this is actually one of the questions I get asked so much because yeah, I've got an 18 month old, I've got a business. You probably get asked all the time too. Yes. Right. Um, but like, I literally have uh, like two and a half days of childcare a week where um, like Frankie's in childcare and Emily's at school. And like one of those full days is actually a school pickup day so I have like one full full day like nine to five and the others like um I've got to leave at like 2 30 and so the way that I do my client work is that I have coaching calls every second week so I have a week where I'm on with clients and then I have a week where I'll still be doing boxer behind the scenes but I will be able to do more working on my business and Um, a bit more spacious and I've set it up like that because let's face it like we're in winter in Perth at the moment and like there's like I think 70% of my daughter's classes sick a homesick like this week like it's just winter can be really really hard as a mum in business and I was finding that I was feeling stressed if the girls were sick or I was sick and having to reschedule so having a really spacious calendar actually supports me and it supports my clients as well because they get that breathing space in between the calls yeah and I do do the same thing and I think something though that's like an interesting conversation that you say there because I remember this being an issue in corporate and also something that comes up in business not as much but still like a worthwhile conversation is that sick time because it's almost assumed that as the mother, one, we're going to default to caring, but two, like, because you're home and working from home that all of a sudden, like you're more available. And that's definitely some, some conversations that we've had to have in our household. Like, of course, when it falls on those weeks where like, I don't have a ton of calls on, like I'm more than happy. Like that's such a beautiful part of being able to be your own boss and call the shots and not have to worry about that. But then 
there have been some times where I've kind of pushed back on my husband being like, actually, can you take the sick day today? Because you get paid sickly. Whereas for me, I'm like, then going to have to juggle and reschedule everything. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, I feel, and I feel like this is like a whole, we can have a whole conversation <laughs> about like this. So much. <laughs> it's about the patriarchy. And I love, I love a little side convo here. Yeah. Let's bracket the side convo. And I want to say, because I only have two days a week really to work in my business, the the half day where Frankie is with her nanny, I is like my self-care kind of time. But um, I literally, if the girls are sick and it's my two days, normally we ask Nick first to take time off unless he's got like a really important meeting. He gets paid sick leave and he has like five days a week to work in his job, whereas I have two days. So mm. I really try not to be the default like, and I think that's something that's really hard for mums in business because we're home. Yeah, It sometimes looks like we're not doing a lot because we're like running our business from our phone. But we, yeah, we try to prioritize my two days of business first but it is tricky like because by the end of winter Nick has usually run out of paid like sick leave as well Mm, yeah 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 it's um something that and I think that's why like part of the way that I plan my week is really realistic with myself about what I can get done and to build in that white space and to think differently about what being productive is actually like what what does being productive look like and you know yeah it doesn't need to be sitting down at the desk like some of my Voxer client like I also have like VAP clients who receive Voxer support and um I like often attract beautiful clients who are like real verbal processes so sometimes they'll send me quite long boxes and so I'll be listening to them in the car when I'm driving home from school drop off like you know like there's this beautiful flow I think when you let yourself have it mm. um between business and life like it it doesn't have to be super black and white and yet only when I'm at my desk am I working yeah and it's so interesting even with the boxer and the different seasons of business like I found when for me when Charlotte was young and at home and not at school it Mm. served me so well to have a lot of uh coaching that was happening in Boxer because I could do it in those pockets of time. I had far less time to actually be at my desk and be on calls. And so that really restricted how many clients I had capacity to take on and support. And so Voxer was so beautiful in that season, but then noticing that there's like seasons for everything, like when she kind of was at school and school age, like I had more time to be on calls. And in some ways I would rather just jump on the call and go through it and get to that resolution rather than be in and out of Voxer 15 Mm -hmm. times over the course of a day. And also because of um, my own boundaries and personality issues, like couldn't switch off Voxer at like 2 PM. Like I can (laughs) shut down my laptop, but Voxer just for some reason, I'd be like, Oh, I'm cooking dinner. So I'll just listen to this or I'm going on a walk. And so, yeah, it it was really fascinating for me to become aware of like, what ways of serving and supporting people when no like worked for a certain season but maybe are ready to pivot and fall away in in this new season um and that's something that I think when I work with a lot of my clients because we really do a lot of deep work around their business model and designing their office suite and ways of serving and working in their business around their lifestyle around their strengths and around like what it is that they desire to achieve in terms of impact and also just the intentionality of their lives and the day-to-day and 
it is really like those tiny tweaks of where something might have worked so mm. well for us. And so we think, okay, we've got to do this forever and ever, but we're in, now in a different season and we need to start like shedding that identity or like surrendering that offer. And that's where we can kind of call back in that alignment and that excitement and enchantment that you probably felt at the start of your business, but then, you know, can wane over time as things just kind of start to become a little bit more like, like the socks, like they're a little bit irritating and it's like, you just, they're not, there's nothing wrong with them, but like, they're just not quite the best fit for you. And then you go and get these like socks that are just like perfect and it feels smooth and it's effortless. And yeah. It's been a game changer for our family. (laughs) We wanted to interrupt this goodness for a moment to share with you that we are currently enrolling into next year's slow mastermind. Think exhaling as you expand, softening into success and inviting in both peace and profit as you create a life and business filled with richness and riches. Unlike most masterminds that either support your heart or your head, Slow is a space where both are held, a space where strategy and embodiment are woven together to support your whole self through all the seasons, especially the messy ones. A soft space to land in your business, love your life and lead bravely for results in a way you never knew were possible. A space where slowing down is the catalyst for the abundance around you speeding up. Slow is a table of women we want to circle up with and share in the journey of consciously creating a deeply impactful business that doesn't cost your life and still generates a healthy profit. Perhaps it's the table you've been searching for too. If so, we'd love you to apply by heading to slowmastermind.com forward slash apply where you'll find all the details and information. To help you kickstart your journey to slow, sustained success, when you apply before the 5th of December, 2023, you'll receive two bonus one-on-one coaching calls, one with Sam and one with Jess. Plus get access to monthly group coaching until the mastermind officially commences in April. Actually, it's funny what you're saying about Voxer because something that I've worked on is like my clients know that I'm only in Voxer Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday office hours because they are my like Voxer days. But I say, if you have a download at midnight on a Sunday, you can Voxer me. Like I don't care when you Voxer me, but just trust that I'll be in my boundaries and I'll only check on those days. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is hard because I love Voxering my clients. Yeah. And like, yeah, sometimes I'll be like, oh, there's a Voxer there and I really want to check it, but it's a Sunday or a Monday. And I'm like, no, no, like, dopamine Um, here right (laughs) yeah but that just like works in my life like I know a lot of mums in business who like to kind of have that like they they kind of goal is to not have any childcare, and they run their business during nap time and um and they're kind of then working like a lot more days but I kind of actually quite enjoy the separation so Mm. in terms of the structure of my week I have like Mondays and Fridays are like mummy and Frankie days and I don't do any work on those days um like if the girls have been sick for a week and I was feeling really behind I might do some work and a nap but in general I like to be really like off boxer on those days and off in business and just present with Frankie and then I put her in childcare the other two days and they're my business days where I go fully in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just what works for me. I know that for another mum, they would be like, oh no, I didn't get into business to like put my baby in yeah. childcare. I want to try and do it all around them. And, and that's okay too, right? It's just like what works for you. 
Mm. And also you acknowledging like your skill set and your expertise. Like, of course you have impeccable boundaries and are (laughs) able to do that. I think for the average human, and particularly woman, boundaries are a big thing to try and set and then implement. And especially when you like adore your clients, you adore the work that they're doing and you are just like fully in on their team as if it's like your own business partnership and you want it to succeed. Like it's hard not to be. And, and so I like spent so long trying to work on my boundaries and get better at it. And then I'm like, why am I making this so hard for myself and fighting this like uphill battle when I can literally just change the container like I get to call the shots if I change the context of the container I don't have to fight the fact I've got shitty boundaries I can still work on those and still develop that in myself but also I can set up my offers to support that yes I love that I think that's (laughs) like it's kind of like and I guess this is what we do together as a as a duo isn't it like it's like blending that inner work but also sometimes actually creating the structural change that will support it so like you know, working on boundaries can take time and it's something that like, yeah, is is quite deep work to do. But if there's like an, an easy way to restructure your business so that you don't, you don't have to keep thinking about it as much, then why wouldn't you do that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think it's like important as well. Like I know we've talked about this in the context of motherhood quite a bit because we are, you know, we've got young kids and we're a family, but there are so many other challenges that come around having a schedule like I know um over the past couple of years I've like dealt with a re- like mm. recent-ish anxiety diagnosis I've got some new kind of chronic long-term health complications that have arisen and even just navigating the uncertainty of those and not knowing when you're going to be feeling at your peak health and when you might be like in a hospital bed or needing to see a specialist and things like that, like can impact the ability to be fully all in on your business in a typical way that is presented in the online space. Um, And I think that that is for us, like why a huge reason, like a big part of this like whole slow movement is that it's sustained in a way that feels good for you based on whatever your capacity is, whether that's caring, whether that's your um, mental health and well-being, whether that's like your your physical health and really designing, like knowing and honoring what that is and then designing a business that is going to allow you to support that because I yes. don't think you need to just either push through like that's something that we do see that happens or I certainly see that a lot of my clients that they'll push through and then that creates further challenges down the line of like burnout of comparison feeling inadequate wondering why they're not hitting certain milestones that other people are and they're just not running the same race no and I think the whole thing about the tortoise and the hare and like slowing down to speed up I think that is really when you look at how I plan my week and my fortnight so spaciously, it is because I know myself. I'm deeply aware of who I am. I'm very sensitive. I'm a very sensitive human. Um, I used to get really, really stressed and anxious since I've worked on myself. It's not like something that I'm challenged by as much, but I think that's how I design my week. And so people might listen and go, oh, that's so indulgent that she has an hour between school drop-off and clients. But that is because 
I am going more slowly in my business, but I'm also not going to burn out because I'm like, you know, sprinting and sprinting constantly. Mm. Uh, And I think it's something like we need to talk about more because I see a lot of women getting tripped up because they know that they've got, they're aware of their capacity, right? That they don't have this limitless amount of time and energy, but they compare themselves to other women in business who do. And, and then they try to do business, you know, at a speed that just isn't sustainable for them. So for me, it's been a lot about like giving myself permission to go at a pace that feels good for me. Absolutely. And, you know, I've seen this a lot in the coaching space where people and myself included in the early days of business, you kind of sign up for a course and particularly when like three month programs were like the thing. And so it's just like, cram absolutely everything into a three-month container and then it's this intensive like three-month sprint where you're kind of going all right I'm going to do all the things and I'm going to squeeze the juice out of it and I'm going to like make all these changes and you literally like fall over the finish line and then you don't take any action or like you lose momentum completely for like months it just to recover from that process and it becomes then this like one foot on the gas, one foot on the accelerator. Like you're constantly like stop, start, stop, start. And what I found to be so much more effective now and same thing, like had all of the mindset hurdles of that so indulgent, like who am I to do this? But actually taking that slow down is what has accelerated the growth because it's that continuous momentum. Like you Mm -hmm. stay in, in movement. And if you think about, um, and I'm, I'm like not a science person at all. I think this is physics, but like that whole concept of inertia, right? Like it takes so much more energy and to get into action and to yeah. get something moving. But once it's moving to like maintain momentum and coast requires significantly less. Yeah. It's like, what is like the minimum requirement for me to do in every week in my business, no matter what's going on, if I've got a sick child or um, yeah, I'm not well myself or, you know, where am I at in my cycle as well? All of those things. Yeah. 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 I want like one um, mentor of mine in the past, Makey saying she talks about sustainable visibility and a concept of hers that I really loved is like working out what are your essentials and then what are your embellishments? And yeah. it's like, okay, what, what are these core things in business that like you say, regardless, if I can tick these things every single week, then that's great. And, you know, if in the context of marketing and social media, that might be like, I'm going to show up on stories twice this week and post once, or maybe say, I'm going to send an email or like whatever that is for you. And it'd be so different for everyone. And then there's like your extras and, or your embellishments. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to do a reel this week because I actually feel like I've got a bit more energy and a bit more capacity, but like, I'm not beating myself up in the weeks that I don't do that. Because I've, I already know that that's just the, the icing on the cake, but the substance is the cake. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I think we, well, there is this thing, isn't there that, you know, you need to be doing all the things at all the time, yeah. but I yeah. think that's what tends to kind of overwhelm people and they often then go into shutdown. So maybe just doing a little bit less and a little bit more sustainably is going to create that momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what a your week Jess like how do you plan your week and and what does it look like because I think it's going to be interesting to hear the differences right because we're at different stages in our lives and um you know you're you're in Karatha it's a different lifestyle up there 
Yeah, yeah, it is so interesting. So as I said, because my husband is in breakfast radio, he's gone from early morning. So I'm basically solo parenting in the morning, which means um, my day starts with Charlotte and getting her organized and off to school. And same thing, I tend to not, um, except with the exception of a couple of US clients, just because of time zones, I tend to not mm. do things until same thing, a little bit more like 9.30, 10 o'clock in the morning, just to allow myself then that space to have a cuppa, like have some breaths, just really like land in the day and land in myself. And often, you know, I'm I'm not the mum that gets myself ready immaculately before school drop off. So I'm usually just like chuck on some clothes and a messy bun and get to school drop off. And so even sometimes in the morning, I'll come home and like have the shower and get dressed and all of that, have my breakfast. So that's really when I'm just getting myself oriented for the day. Um, and then, yeah, like you, I do like week on week off when it comes to client facing stuff with Charlotte being at school five days a week, I kind of have Monday to Friday, nine till two available to me. Um, but I, I'm getting like, I also within that time frame use that for like personal appointments. Like if I need to go to the optometrist or get my brows waxed or like whatever is going on, like I try and fit those within that time frame so that I am a little bit more available in the afternoons as well. Um, I'm pretty lucky though, because, because my husband's starting early, he's home by midday. So if something needs to creep, he can do a school pickup really easily. And yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, that can be a distraction because he is home and then we'll be like, oh, let's have lunch or let's like go for a walk. And so again, like that boundary piece of like really going like, this is, this is actually my work day. Yeah. has has been a, a thing um and just bringing more intentionality to it like now um finding those micro moments of recharge like going just even before this episode right we'd spent some time on zoom planning out some things and we were a bit sc- we were a bit screen fatigued and so taking a, a quick 15 minute break to go sit over across in the park and the sunshine with my feet on the earth and that kind of stuff has become something that I absolutely used to think I'll do that later I'll do when I when I've got time I'll do it when I've got my business to a certain size or like I had all this like future 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 pacing of it all but now bringing it I realize it's so important to bring those like really micro moments in throughout the entire day because if I leave it to the end of the day or I leave it to the weekend to try and unravel and unwind, I I can't. Like it's it's too much to to let go of. And you know, I used to get to a point where like Friday nights were family movie nights in our household, and because I'd been just like going at it, and I hadn't like been in my body or like processed anything properly throughout the week because I'd just been on momentum mode. I'd sit down for movie nights, and I could not even tell you what we watched in the movies. My body would be in like this vibrational state of like anxiety and it just was not pleasant um and so now like really intentionally going okay how how can I have those micro moments in all pockets of the day like and it can be really simple things like so taking breaths a couple of deep breaths before and after calls and like really yeah like what I've tried to do and I think you know you talk a lot about this as well Sam is that whole like how can we habit stack things so that 
we're signaling to ourselves, all right, we're getting off a call right now. So instead of rushing to like send off the notes or the recording, while that call downloads, I'm just going to sit here and take a few deep breaths or yes. chuck on a song and dance. And so for me, yeah, it's it's all about those micro moments. And there's actually so much evidence, Jess, um, you know, with my background in psychotherapy, like I support a lot of clients with anxiety and doing like relaxed belly breathing like three times a day before you get really anxious, before you get really stressed is so much more effective than like one really perfect fancy morning routine. Um, So I think like what you're doing is so powerful and it's like such an example of how like sometimes we think things have to be perfect and they have to be really big but to take care of ourselves and create that really sustained slow business lifestyle we actually like the little micro moments that we do regularly are actually like just as important as like the fancy morning routine that you see all the like influential business owners saying that you have to do So I think, yeah, it's a really like beautiful example. And I was just thinking about like, we've been in a mastermind together and even like, you know, you walking your daughter to school, walking Charlotte to school, and then like jumping on the, on the phone and doing like the rest of the mastermind call on the way home. Like it's just, you've got this beautiful way of like integrating business and life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is something that's probably a little bit unique to our circumstances in living regionally is we don't have family or support around. And so from the early days, we've kind of had to figure it out ourselves between the two of us. And, you know, we have amazing community and amazing friends, of course. Um, But yeah, you do just become a little bit more self-reliant in that. And so that out of necessity, there has been this way of creating Mm. flow between, between them. And it's actually been so nice to do and to see how it can integrate um, because it's completely different, right, to how we see things, especially like when there's a lot of people in the online space that I follow and they give out amazing business advice, but when they start talking about scheduling and life and things like that and they're either not parents or their businesses were like significant sizes before they became parents and stuff like that, like it is, I feel like there is a little bit of like disconnect there and it can be a little bit like harmful to people that aren't at that space and stage and so yeah really just like for me the biggest thing has been coming into acceptance of where I'm at and knowing that like even though I've got really strong and big ambitions for things that I want to do and achieve within my business and my life it's it's not that it's not never going to happen. It's just that like, it's not the season for it. And I've gotten really good at um, just discerning like what matters most to me right now and making my choices around that. And really like I have a, a sticky note on my desk and even Charlotte yesterday actually asked me to read it to her and asked, like we had a conversation about what it means. Um, and it says like intentional days create a life on purpose. And it's really that reminder of, especially because it's so easy, right, to be caught up in like doing something. Like I can be at my desk, like typing out an email and Charlotte might come in and be like, hey, mom, can you come and blah, blah. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, in a second, I'm just finishing this email. And really like the whole reason I'm doing this is to be a present mom. So the email can wait. I can go and like be with her. And it's just that that beautiful reminder um, 
yeah, that I like always kind of come back to like that values alignment and what matters most. And also I think like we do live in this society where we're very focused on outcomes and the end game and Mm. like that cliche of like kind of being in the journey and enjoying the journey. Um, I think it's really important. Like this is a bit of a morbid question, but it's actually so powerful. Like I sometimes like to think about, well, if I was going to, you know, if I was going to die tomorrow, like how would I feel about my life? And I honestly don't think that my my heart or my mind would care whether my business was like a $50,000 business or a million dollar business when I passed away. Um, it would just be about how was I living my life in the day to day? And like, yeah, life can be pretty good and pretty beautiful, even if you're not at that end game. And it, it doesn't mean that you can't keep working towards that, but how can you enjoy and savor like where you're at right now as well? Yeah. And we often need a lot less than we think. Like when I've done this work with clients and they'll come and say like, I want to get my business to 50K months. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Why? And then like often it's because it sounds good and then I've heard it somewhere as opposed to any sort of real like, oh, because I've thought about this in the context of my life and the context of my business and this is why I want to do it. And when you sit down with those numbers and actually work out what it is that you need, it's it's like a huge exhale. It creates this like huge sense of safety and relief in your body when you're like, oh, like at this level, at this particular number, all my needs are met. Life is really good. And from there, it just gets to get better. And I get to decide what I'm willing to and not willing to trade off in the pursuit of that version of better. Um, And like, that's something that I had to do a lot for myself and still have to come back to because I can get very focused on the future and building towards like, okay, like I just want to pay off these debts or I just want to be able to buy this or I just want like whatever it is that I'm desiring. And so I get very like tunnel vision in like, okay, I'm going to grow and I'm going to do these things. But when I fast forward, like why I want those things, it's to be more present in my life. It's to be a particular version of a mom. And I'm like, you can have that now. I could do that now. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um, it's it's like such a good reality check and something that I have to hit myself with very often. Yeah, me too. Especially when I've been on, hanging out on the gram for a long time. Like, I swear I've seen so many mums who've had babies and then like, yeah, their businesses just keep scaling and scaling and getting bigger and bigger. And I was like, oh no, like I just, I'm not there yet. Like I need it to slow down for a little while. And sometimes I need to take a break from following other Instagram accounts or just from being on the gram and just like come back into my body and what's important to me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to say like, you're not going to have growth and you're not going to like hit those income figures. Like I have clients that in in doing this, it creates, they work out, okay, instead of this 50K, what actually is a really safe, sustainable, supportive number that like allows them to live the life of their dreams is like 15 or 20. And just the like relaxation that happens in their nervous system as a result of realizing that is what unlocks the, the downloads and the ideas and the energy to launch that actually gets them to the 50K anyway. And I think that that's kind of trust that comes with being in business too, right? Like I've had the 50K launches, I've had the six figures. Like I, I kind of trust that I can get back to some of those things if when they're important to me, when the timing yeah. feels right. 
Um, but it's also kind of okay to just be like, this is enough now for me and I'm enough. Like what I'm doing is enough. Mm. Um, I was just thinking it'd be great to give everyone a few tips on like how they can set themselves up for like slow, sustained business and how they can set up their week. What do you think are like your like top tips? Yeah. So something I get a lot of my clients to do is to register for like you can either just do this in a spreadsheet, a document, like however, or I use um, like a free version of Toggle. It's like a timekeeping app. Yeah. Um, literally timekeep yourself for a week or two because the biggest thing is that we overestimate our capacity and therefore way over schedule ourselves, way over commit. And then that creates the overwhelm, the exhaustion, the feeling of, never keeping up because we're not getting everything done. And that's where like you end up with that creep of like working on weekends when you didn't want to and stuff like that. So I think that that's really powerful and it can be really illuminating to see where things are taking longer than you expected. Um, And then you can start to be a bit more realistic about what you say set on your kind of to-do list and how you, how much time and runway you give yourself for certain projects. Yeah. Um, what about you? I was going to say along with that, it's about like um, witnessing and honoring and celebrating like the important unpaid work you do. And this isn't just for mums. It might be like if you're caring for someone who has like a disability or if you're caring for yourself, like maybe you've got chronic health issues, like there's so much um, of our life and of our relationships that needs tending to that isn't paid. And Mm -hmm. so when you look at your week and you kind of start to, I know a lot of women will judge their week and go, oh, I didn't get all these things done off my to-do list. Don't forget to like actually acknowledge and honor those other important unpaid things that you do. Uh, And then I think really scheduling in the white space, which is like you said, people overestimate how much they can get done. And they underestimate how long jobs take to do. So I love your activity of like getting people to really like time how long tasks take, but then always add some padding, you know, don't be scheduling your last client call to finish like just before school pickup so that you're like, because then already you're like putting yourself into that rush fight or flight mode. Like, yeah, try and um, have white space between the different parts of your life. Yeah. And that's something I didn't say around scheduling. And again, is something that probably feels indulgent to people, but like, I always have an hour between client calls. So on my client coaching days, I only actually see three clients in the day because of how that then works out. And I know people have questioned that in the past and be like, oh, but you know, you could fit in an extra like four like clients into your week if you change this around. And I'm like, yeah, but it feels so much better to do it that way. And there's then the the element too, and I get that like from an income perspective, obviously there's a reason why you want to see a certain number of clients, but you can also yeah. play with that and play with your pricing and play with your models. And so you don't necessarily have to be on calls as much as you think you might to be able to make the revenue that you want. Yeah, because that higher end mentorship where like maybe you're paying a bit more, but you know that the person that's supporting you is seeing less clients, that can be like such a generous experience as well, right? So yeah, yeah, and it means that if you're in a pro- like if I'm in a process with a client and we're partway through mapping something out, I'm not like rushing to end that call. We can spend the extra twenty minutes and complete what we were doing, yeah, and then move on in it, and it just feels 
so beautiful for me. And so far, I haven't had any feedback from my clients yeah. that it feels otherwise for them. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's beautiful and generous, but it is like, it's an example of how we all, yeah, we all find, you've got to play with your strengths and like structure what works for you, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And that's it. Like for some people, the idea of that just doesn't, they don't like that. They're like, I'd rather do all my calls back to back, get them over and done with and have different things. And I think that that's, that's the important thing is like going out. So do that exercise, create awareness. And then yeah. from there, like tap into your desire. Like what do you actually want your weeks to yeah. look like? And not just from a, a work perspective of how many clients you want to see or how do you, what tasks do you want to be doing? But like, what self-care appointments are you doing? How are you looking after your well-being? How are you parenting or caring or being in your romantic relationships and friendships and all of that? Like, what does that all look like? Because those things are the things we rarely think to schedule in and get left to the bottom of the play. (laughs) Yeah. Like we plan our business week, like our work week, but also plan your, like I do my Pilates every Thursday morning and every Tuesday afternoon. Like it does, I find for me, I'm a, I guess it's a season of life with a toddler, like routine is my life. I never, I used to be much more adventurous and not in routine, but I find like, yeah, I have to schedule in like those days with Frankie, the exercise, the, um, yeah, the things that are important to me as well. Otherwise, what I see a lot of women do, they, that they schedule business stuff so much, but all the other stuff kind of gets put in the little pockets and yeah, that doesn't really get prioritized. Hmm. Amazing. Mm. Well, we would absolutely love to connect with you and hear any takeaways or aha moments from today's episode. You can find me on Instagram at jessmiller.co. And I'm at Samantha Jew. And we both love a good long voice note. So feel free to send a message if you want to chat. Amazing. And if you're not already following us both, we're over at The Slow Mastermind, then come over and say hi on the gram there too. <laughs> <laughs>